Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Well, hey, great to see you. Glad you survived Easter. Um, Good to see you guys back after Easter. So I kicked off a series last week called He's Still Rolling Stones. And uh, I told you how tempting it was not to come up with some Rolling Stone music, but, uh, but it's still true. He is still rolling stones, amen. He's still rolling stones. And, and, and we, we, we kind of have this picture of Easter and the empty tomb and the stone and all this that he just rolls it one time and then, you know, we just go on till candlelight. Man, he's rolling them every week. He's rolling them every day. And so I want to look at another stone. Last week, we looked at the stone of identity. It's a big stone. It's a big deal. Until you know who you are and who you are in Christ, you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle. You've got to know your identity. The second one, uh, today's stone is my past. If you're looking for a stone that the enemy wants to to roll in your life, to, to, to put you back in the tomb and roll that stone back over that door, that is my past. What I was, who I was, what I used to be, all that stuff. So we talked last week about identity, about identity begins at who made you, at creation. You got to know who made you. Secondly, you got to determine the cross. The cross was for you. You got to accept what Jesus did on the hill called Calvary, be born again, all right? Be born again. And then the tomb. You're not in that tomb. You're resurrected just as Christ was resurrected. The same power that lives in you resurrected you from that tomb. You're not in that tomb. And so this morning, the stone is my past. Getting past my past. You say, that, that's not hard. Yes, it is. It's huge. It's huge. It is a big, overwhelming stone for a lot of people. And that is getting past my past. Okay? Getting past. And some of you say, well, uh, you know, Paxton always kids about Carrie Watley. She was saved from bubble gum. Well, I mean, some of you were saved from a whole lot more than bubble gum. Amen? So, but, but for, for, for many of us, I mean, regardless of who we are in the room, you have a past. That's not a bad thing. Because God, in your past, wants to sing a new song. So it's not like we have to forget the past. We want to speak out of the past because the past is who we are. And what God did in our past and what he continues to do through our past is his story that he's continuing to write. It's new every day. So we don't want to dismiss it. So when you talk about the past is before I was born again, you you may have been saved late. I was saved at 10. I I mean, outside of not minding very well, uh, I didn't do a whole lot before 10, Okay. So you might, be, you might have been saved from a lot, uh, or you might not have been saved from much at all. But it's more than that, I think, for me, because it was not just before I met Christ. It was, it was what I was like before the Holy Spirit took over my life. 
I've said many times, it's not when I got the Holy Spirit, it's when the Holy Spirit got me. And when I walked in that, when I walked obeying, surrendered, filled, baptized, immersed, whatever you want to call it, in the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you when that day happened, there was a different target on me. A whole different target. And so... All that stuff was me before. All that stuff, okay? Now, can it rear its ugly head? Oh, all the time, almost on a daily basis. So I want to look at a passage of Scripture. This Scripture right here, we read it all the time, but I want to teach it to you differently. I hope you get it today. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, you know it well. If you want to look it up in the Word, you can. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, and what I've taught you about therefore is, you want to ask, what's that therefore, therefore? All right? So therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That is a really sweet scripture. But do you believe it? I mean, we know that word. And we love that word. And it's a great word. But I wonder today, are you walking... In that, do you really believe that? Has it captured you? Is it you? I want to give you a word. Uh, and this word is it's a great word. I want to give you the word. The word is regardless. My wife's favorite word. She loves regardless. Because I'll be talking to her and she'll say, well, regardless. Hmm. So regardless, okay, if you're a parent, you need this word. It's a great word, all right? If you're a spouse, tread very lightly with regardless, okay? Regardless, I wanted to teach you what regardless is, all right? Without paying attention to the present situation, despite the prevailing circumstances, synonyms, anyway, anyhow, nevertheless, nonetheless, Notwithstanding, despite everything, in spite of everything, for all of that, after everything, no matter what, even so, just the same, all the same, be that as it may, in the event, come what may, come rain or shine, whatever the cost. Y'all getting it? Regardless. All right? Regardless. You see your teenager, now this is why I did this, I did this, I did this, regardless, you're grounded. I did this, I did this, I did it, regardless, I need your keys. Regardless, I'll take that cell phone. I mean, we can justify just about anything today. But regardless, that's how it is. Despite not being affected by something, despite what has been said or done. I want you to listen to 2 Corinthians 5, 17 again. Therefore, regardless, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have been made new. You got to hear that. That's what the Father says when he says that scripture over you. Regardless of the spots on my kids, this is who they are. Regardless 
of what they did, this is who they are. When someone says something to you, you it's okay. Just that, yeah, that's who you used to be. But regardless of that, this is who I am today. Regardless. Regardless. It's a powerful, powerful word when used. Revelation 21.5 says this, Behold, I make all things new. Regardless of all of that, I make all things new. Well, you can't be made new. I know what you used to do. I know who you used to be. I know what you were. Regardless. Regardless. That's who I used to be. This is who I am today. When the enemy wants to remind you of your past, I want you to do me a favor and yourself a favor and remind him of his future. Just You're just going to have to say it to him. Say, I, regardless, enemy, that's not, who I want. that's not who I am. I know you got that on me. I know you do. That's, that's not going to change. I, I own that. But regardless, <laughs> I'm a king's kid, and you're not, and yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you've got to give it back to him, all right? Now, I'm not saying go out there and taunt the enemy, but I'm telling you, you're going to have to tell him that you're not a wet pretzel anymore, and you ain't got to take it because you're a king's kid, a warrior, and a fighter. You've got to go get him, all right? We take it too much, man. You're not that anymore. You're not that anymore. Galatians 2.20 says this, I have been crucified with Christ. Mm. And I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I, in which I live, I live in the flesh. I, give, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Yeah, I'm living my life in the flesh, but my flesh has been crucified. But I am alive and new in Christ. And that, by faith, is what I walk in. Every day. Every day. See, my regardless life is what's been crucified. My new life in Christ has been resurrected. Now, I know that was me. And there are times that I can demonstrate that again. But if I daily die, that dies. But if I daily don't die, then guess what happens? That weed can come up. It can it can. I, I, I want to, I've got a little, uh, I got some things I want to bring out. I got some tools I want you to see. The key is I don't drop all this. I'll trip over cords. I'm handling a music stand. Can I just tell you, I don't even hardly know what that means. All right. Lord help, I don't know where to put all this stuff. Uh, anybody know what this right here is? Anybody know what this is? Let me open it up for you. Come on. Mmm, boy. I just... If you're a fisherman, there's a smell, amen. Smell worms. That's like worms. What smell? Worm. Look at them dudes. Them look good, don't they? Now, I'm not saying they look so good you ought to go eat or something, but. All right, let me help you with something. Anybody know what this is? Mmm. Woo, that's a nasty hook. All right, this little worm right here, 
It's supposed to look like crawfish. To a big old fat bass, crawfish is a good ribeye. Good ribeye. Can anybody see what's in that dude? There's a hook. Let me tell you what they don't tell the bass and they don't tell you. Every worm has a hook. Every one of them. See, this one right here, when you get ready to go, you got to tuck it back up in there. That way you can drop it out there in that little pads in that mall so you can dance it around there and you can entice that sucker to death. And you want him to pop it. And see, he's going to pop it because it looks good and he's hungry. But the problem is, when he pops it, then guess what a fisherman does? That sucker's in the root. Now I want to teach you something. I want you to think about that tackle box. You think about that pole. The enemy, the enemy has a tackle box. Got your name on it. If you're sitting there today and you think, well, no, he doesn't. <laughs> Woo, you're getting your chili smoked. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He's got a nice one. And he's got some lures in there mm, that you like. And let me tell you what he loves to do. He loves to put them on a hook. He loves to put them on a hook. You might say, when that tackle box, you got lures. For some of you are not fishermen, you say, what's a lure? What's it for? Let me teach it to you. A lure is the power of attracting or enticing a decoy, live or specifically artificial bait used in fishing or trapping. Some of you are thinking about your lure right now, starting to get a name on it, aren't you? Everybody in the house got a lure. Everybody. And do not kid yourself in thinking that the enemy doesn't know it. Oh, he knows it. If you're honest with yourself, you know you know it, and he knows you know it. John 10.10 says this, The thief... The enemy does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Mm. Everyone has a lure. I'm going to get real transparent. Not that I don't normally. You might be saying, so Pastor Jeff, what's your lure? I'll tell you what my lure is. It's called words of condemnation. Words of condemnation. So some of you right now, like Daryl, you're like, tell me who they are. I, I beat them up, preacher. You just tell me who they are. I take them out. Daryl, sit tight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> words of condemnation aren't coming from others, from me. You know who they come from? They come from me. They come from me. I speak that on me because I grew up and I had one phrase that ran through my life. You're not enough. You're not enough. Second grade twice, me and Miss A 
learning how to write, learning how to spell, learning how to speak, kept stuttering, friends laughed at me. Went through junior high, went through high school. Before they could ever have the term dyslexia, I was a poster child for dyslexia. I knew grades. I knew what people made. I knew they handed out tests from the lowest one to the top. I knew I got mine first, not because I was special. I knew I didn't have to worry about the curve. Curve could get me to a C. I knew what people made. I knew what they said about people. I know what they said about me. And I heard all the time, you're not like them. You're not smart. You're not enough. And so today, as a senior pastor, 32 years of ministry, my greatest lure, my greatest weapon to take me out is words of combination. And they don't come from other people. Because see, when other people say stuff about me, it doesn't even affect me. Motivates me. I don't even hear it. When I pitched, I stand on a mound in college, and the and football team at Louisiana Tech would hollow out, Hey, Athens! Hey, Athens! And I could hear them. And they'd go, They gave you money? What a waste of money. What a waste of a great scholarship. I heard it. Made me feel faster. Made me pump fastballs quicker. People's words motivate me. They don't bother me. My words take me out. They take me out. It's like I put my own worm on the hook. I know it is. I like take it out of my own personal tackle box. And I, hey, enemy, I got this one. It's like I hook myself. My wife is quick to catch it. She hears me say it. And I'm sure my children know. I want to read a scripture. Romans 8, verse 1. Romans 8, 1. There is, therefore, <laughs> there is regardless... Now, no condemnation to those who walk in Christ Jesus. Who do not walk according to the flesh. That's a very important statement right there. But according to the Spirit. That is another very important statement. See, we quick to say there's no condemnation for those who, what? Don't walk in the flesh. Walk in the Spirit. You know when I'm most vulnerable for my words of condemnation? When I'm walking in the flesh. You know when they have no effect on me whatsoever? When I'm walking in the Spirit. When I'm walking in the Spirit. See, you know when the bass bait bites the bait? When he's hungry. Listen. God has provided all the shad and minna and all kind of stuff for that bass to live off of. But when that bass gets too big for his britches and decides he doesn't have to eat, he can just hang out, and he gets hungry, and that fisherman dances that artificial worm around, he looks at it long enough, he entices him long enough, he'll take the bait, and when he takes the bait, the hook hits the root of the mouth. Every time. When I don't eat on the Word and in worship and in His presence... I'm a hungry boy. 
Even as a senior pastor, don't kid yourself. You say, well, you probably never mess up. <laughs> you need to spend some time with my wife. All right, so you need to understand that we're all vulnerable. I'm walking this with you. I know my bait. Do you know your bait? What's your lure? For many people, the lure of the past. See, what I hear is the lure of the past. This is what you used to be, Jeff. This is who you're always going to be. You're not going to be enough. You're not, you're not like other pastors. You, you don't do it the way they do it. You're like this. You're like this. That, yeah. I hear all that. I hear all that. Let me tell you what he's doing. If he can get me on here, guess what he does? You know the enemy has a live well? See this right here? He'll take you off that hook. He'll chunk you in that tomb. He'll roll that door shut. Sorry. <laughs> I break the tomb. I'm in trouble. All right. He'll roll that door shut. Let me help you with some more scripture. John 10, 10, second half. Don't you like the second half? I have come, Jesus. I have come that they may have life. That they may have life more abundantly. Let me tell you something. When you're inside of here, you ain't living life. I told you last week at Easter, there is no life in the tomb. Mary's looking in the tomb. Jesus speaks on the outside to her. Ain't no life in there. Ain't no life in there. No life in the tomb. If you... You've got to understand that the enemy has a tackle box, got your name on it, full of lures to catch you. When he catches you, he throws you back in the tomb, rolls the door, rolls a stone over the door, and you're down. You're out. But we got a Jesus, we got a Savior that every single day wants to do what? Take the hook out of the root of your mouth, band it up by mercy and grace and love, and send you back out there. He's going to heal you up. But he wants you to know this. Feel that? That hurt, didn't it? Yes. Do not take that bait again. Do not take that bait again. Listen, Jeff Ponder, I know who you are regardless of who they said you were, who you used to be, regardless of that, you're a new creation. Quit taking the bait. It's going to have a hook every time. We, in the Gospel of Matthew... Chapter 4, verse 19, are called to this. Then he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Fishers of men. We catch them, he cleans them. If you have been caught, and you've been chunked into the enemy's live well, and the stone rolled over, if you're in that tomb, you're not catching men. You're not catching them. And let me tell you about the church. The church will celebrate Easter, that the stone was rolled away, and then spend the next 51 Sundays, most of the church, taking bait that they ain't got no business biting, getting chunked back in the tomb with the stone rolled over it, and the church got no power. And if we would spend more time out of the enemy's live well, out there catching fish for the king, 
We see church do a whole new thing. But I'm telling you, we're taking bait, man. We ain't got no reason taking bait. No reason taking that bait. I got a lure. You got a lure. You got to, number one, find out what your lure is. And I want you to know something. The enemy is going to put that on that pole 24-7 and dance it in front of you. And you better stay filled up with the word, worship, and his presence so you can look at that and say, ain't no way I'm taking that fake, artificial junk. That is not who I am anymore. Regardless of how that thing looks, oh, it looks good. Mm-hmm. Look at it dance. It looks good. But regardless, I am not taking that because that's old life. This is new life, and I don't take that no more. He is my provider. He is my sustainer. He gives me water to drink when I'm thirsty and food to eat when I'm hungry. And I'm not taking that stuff. Let me say something to you, church. The stone of the past is a big one. What he desires to do is catch you and kill and steal and destroy you and chunk you in that tomb and roll that stone over and say, stay in my life well. Don't impact the kingdom. And you got to remind him, oh, no, 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 no. That empty tomb is not for me, dude. It's for you. (laughs) This is for you. I'm out here with Jesus, resurrected by the power of the Holy Spirit, the same power that resurrected Christ, resurrected me. So you can take your paws off of me and and keep your paws away from me. You're the tomb occupier, not me. And you got to make sure he knows that. Church, you got to know your lure. My prayer today is you know your lure. You may be sitting here today and you say, Jeff, I know my lure. I mean, my lure catches me a bunch. My mouth is sore. I got it in my mouth right now. You need to understand your Jesus can take that hook out of your mouth and heal you back up. He can set you free, okay? If today you're caught by your past, get it out. If you know what it is that you lure, recognize it and be prepared to defend it. You got to know your lure. Spit it out. It's not for you. God's called you to follow him, and he will make you fishers of men. You're not going to be fishing for men if you're stuck in the live well. Get out of there. Let me pray for us. I'm going to invite the worship team to come on up. If you're on the ministry team today, I'm going to invite you to come as well. I'm going to ask you to stand. You've been sitting a while. I want you to stand while they stand. Simple question. Are you having a tough time getting past your past? Having a tough time getting past your past? The lure of the past still messing with you? Maybe today you need to identify that lure. Maybe you need to identify the fact that Jesus isn't throwing the lure. The enemy is. Maybe today you need to realize that every lure has a hook. They just don't tell you ahead of time. They don't tell you ahead of time. Maybe today you say, Jeff, I want to be fishers of men. The tomb is not for me. He keeps chunking me back in it all the time. Today, don't go back in there. He's resurrected. He's not going back in. There's no life in the tomb. Today, 
Let the Holy Spirit of God land this message wherever he needs to land it. Father, by the Holy Spirit's power, by the Holy Spirit's power, I pray you spoke. I pray, Father, you drive the truth home right where we're at. And God, whatever you're calling the church to be and do, that we do that. We listen to one thing, and that's your voice, and do one thing, your voice. And be set free. So, Father, today, as we worship together, we ministry. God, I pray you send whoever needs to come, come for prayer to the altar, whatever. God, if there's a family looking for a church home, I recommend it highly. So, God, you do what you need to do now for your glory, for your honor. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.